So today I want to talk about best practices when it comes to playing in front of people, and I have some questions from Facebook Live. This is Share the Knowledge. For the last 22 years, I've been rocking stages, playing in clubs, and having a lot of fun as a DJ and turntablist, and I've seen and learned a lot. Now it's time for me to share that knowledge by answering the questions that can help you become a better DJ. I'm DJ TLM, and this is Share the Knowledge. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy DJ TLM and you're checking out the Share the Knowledge podcast, my educational show for DJs and producers. And I want to start off by saying Happy New Year because it is officially January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year. I hope you had a lot of fun yesterday, but I hope you had a good year. But let's make this one even better. Now, I have a couple of questions I want to talk about, and then I'll get into the Facebook live stream that I have going on right now and answer a couple of questions that are rolling in over there. So the first thing I want to talk about is actually a question from the comment section from last week on Facebook, and that question came from Shannon, and this is all about the best way to play in front of people. So the question is, what's a better way when playing in front of people? Trying to play as many tracks as possible and switching as fast as you can or letting the songs breathe and staying in key. Now, here's the thing. It is not one or the other. This is where reading the crowd really comes into play. You have to watch your crowd react to the way that you're playing. And that doesn't mean what type of music you're playing. That's only part of it. You can see how they react to tracks. And if they like certain tracks, you want to stick to those tracks for that moment. But it's also about your style of playing. If you go too fast and the crowd is not feeling it, or you can tell that you actually took them out of that song too fast, you want to slow it down. So it depends on what time you're playing. If you're playing warm-up, then you're going to play tracks a little bit longer. You want to set a nice little vibe, get the mood going, but you don't want to have too much energy in there already. Now, over the years, it's definitely become more acceptable to speed things up to increase the energy, and that can definitely work. So mixing a little bit faster can really work. I used to DJ with a DJ called Mani, and we played as a DJ team called Major League. And we were some of the first DJs here in the Netherlands to actually show that new style, play tracks faster. A lot of the DJs in clubs were playing tracks like not the total song, but we would get to hear the second verse, sometimes even the third verse, where we were looking at each other like, wow, I don't think I've ever heard that third verse before. And we were playing during the high part of the evening. We were playing like one verse, one hook move on to the next track, adding a lot of dropping on the one instead of mixing, adding some hosting, really increasing that energy. And that style shocked some people, but a lot of people really liked it too because it adds more energy. Now, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and this has gone a little bit over the top lately where you see DJs just play tracks for 15 seconds and move on and do that a couple tracks in a row. Now, if you're playing in a club, that's just way too fast. You want people to actually be able to enjoy those tracks. If you're doing a routine, like an actual showcase, either with turntablism or like just a very well-built routine where you want to play 20 tracks of an artist in a couple of minutes, of course, you're going to go fast. That can be cool, but even then, it still depends on that crowd. So, for instance, just imagine you're going to do a special Michael Jackson routine and play 20 Michael Jackson tracks in two minutes. That could sound cool. 
You go through it really fast. It's well built, well put together. If that crowd is actually filled with some real Michael Jackson fans, they're not going to be that excited that they only got 10 seconds of Billie Jean and then you moved on. They want to hear those tracks, sing along to the tracks, dance to the tracks. So faster is definitely not always better. And it should never be your goal to play as many tracks as possible. That's just not what it's about. It is about rocking that crowd, pleasing your audience, making sure they have a good time. So you want to add energy when you can, but there's more ways to do that. And playing more tracks and playing them faster is not your best option. So reading that crowd, if you start to increase your speed, you switch tracks faster with every track, you want to make sure that you're checking out and seeing the crowd's reaction. Now, if it's the hits that they know and hear every week, and they've been hearing them every week for the last months and months or maybe longer, yeah, sure. There's a lot of new hits out there as well. Give them that older hit for a couple seconds and then throw in that newer banger that's also a hit, something like that. But if you got a new hit that people just got into, Don't throw that in there for 20 seconds. You definitely want to let it breathe because it's one of the most popular songs. People are really enjoying it. Let them enjoy it. Let them sing along, do their thing. Give them like two verses, two hooks, and then move on. So reading that crowd really comes into play also when you're deciding on how fast you want to switch your tracks. So next up, I have a question from Theo. This is from Facebook Live, and this is about your DJ name. Now, I actually made a video about DJ names a couple of years ago on DJ TLM TV, so you can check that out as well on my channel. And I get this question more often. People want to hear my opinion about the choice of name. They are starting out, they're becoming a DJ, or they're a DJ just now, and they finally found a name. They want to hear my opinion when it comes to that name. So in this case, I have a question from Theo, and he is thinking about going with the name Chip T. And he tells me it's because his name is Theodore, and Theodore is also one of the chipmunks. If you're not familiar with the chipmunks, it is a cartoon, and one of those chipmunks is called Theodore. So Chip T. Or if he's not going for that one, it would be DJ T-Bomb. And he wants to know which one I would think is better or just hear my opinion. Here's the thing. When it comes to names, and I've said this in that video as well, it doesn't really matter. There's a couple of things you can take into consideration, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't really matter. A couple of things you want to think about. You might want to make sure that you're not picking a name that's going to offend a lot of people could be that it's just a name that's a little bit too explicit or it reminds people of certain things. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably not going to be a good idea to call yourself DJ Adolf Hitler. Just saying that's probably not going to work that well. You might have a couple people that can see the humor in that. Most people won't. So that's not really going to be a good thing. Or picking a name that really makes no sense when it comes to you. And I've said this in that video as well. If you don't scratch or you're not good at scratching or turntablism, don't call yourself Scratch Master. It just wouldn't make sense. So those are just some simple things to keep in mind. You don't want to offend people. You don't want to have something that makes no sense while that name has something in there that implies that you can do something which you actually can't. Now, beyond that, there's not a lot of things that are important. 
a lot of the most famous DJs out there have names that if you first heard or saw that name, it didn't really move you. You didn't think like, wow, that's a special name. But once they got more famous and the name got more familiar, you got used to the name. And now you can associate that person, that DJ, his or her music when you see that name. But before they became famous, that name wasn't that special. So, for instance, and I'm not even that famous, TLM, if you just see those three letters, it means absolutely nothing to you. It could mean a thousand things. TLM, MTV, TLC, what is that? TLM. In my case, that's what I feel is important. I chose something that is personal to me. And it has a little bit of a backstory. So in your case, when you're calling yourself Chip T, you can have that little backstory. Like, my name is Theodore. That's one of the chipmunks. So I chose Chip T. That's a little story. And it actually um, means something for you. In my case, TLM is short for The Last Mohican. Last of the Mohicans is a novel that was turned into a movie. One of the Mohicans was called, I think they pronounce it Uncas. In my case, when my parents saw that name, they named me Uncas, but you write it the same way. So my actual government name comes from the last of the Mohicans, and I started to call myself the last Mohican, TLM. When I thought of that name, everyone was like shortening the name. So instead of saying the last Mohican, I chose TLM. That's my story. I know people that have been coming to my parties for like 10, 15 years and then ask me the question, yo, what does TLM actually mean? So even then, the meaning wasn't that important to them. They just knew that name associated it with me because they listened to my mixtapes, came to my parties. It doesn't really matter that much. So in your case, you have to decide, would you be more comfortable with Chip T or T-Bomb? That is totally personal, totally up to you. If I saw both names the first time, um, both names would have the same amount of impact on me. Not a lot, just another name. There's so many names out there. So it doesn't really matter. You don't have to go out there to look for the most uh, um, exciting name. That's why a lot of DJs nowadays also just pick their government name because they feel that's just who they are, and that is who they are. Or they change their government name just a little bit because it's going to sound maybe more international. Same with like a Martin Garrix. His name is not Martin. It's Martijn, I believe. Martijn in the Netherlands is a normal name. But on an international level, I can understand that Martin just rolls off the tongue a little bit easier than Martijn. So you adjust your name a little bit just to make it a little bit more international, so to say. All right, so I see a comment on Facebook when it comes to using your government name as your DJ name that that's not going to be a good idea if you're not getting paid by the book, if it's off the books. And yes, that's definitely a fact. If you're one of those DJs who DJs at bars, clubs, or whatever, and you get your money just cash after your gig, no paperwork, you might want to stay away from using your government name. That's a fact. Now, over here in the Netherlands, nowadays, it's not even that easy to play that way. I remember when I started out, I had more gigs where like a promoter or club owner would just give you some money. You just get cash after your gig. No paperwork. You were done. But over the years, the clubs got hit hard um, if they weren't up to par with their paperwork and they would get fined. So they would have to pay tax, of course, but they would get fined as well if their paperwork wasn't in order. So all of the DJs had to have special forms. 
that would show that they're not one of their employees, that they're just getting paid for uh, doing gigs. And they had to have like invoices and stuff like that because the club didn't want to get more fines. Now, same thing nowadays with a lot of the promoters. So not even just the club owners over here. All the promoters I work with are just working on a basis that a DJ will send an invoice and they will pay by bank. So everything is legal in the books, by the book. So for me, I haven't seen that in a long time. But if you're one of those DJs and your money is not coming in um, in the books, don't use your government name. So that's a good point. So I'm going to take another question from my Facebook live feed. This question is from Sophie, and Sophie wants to know, how important is it to educate your crowd or just play tracks that they want to hear? Now, this is a personal thing. You have to decide for yourself what kind of DJ you want to be. There's plenty of DJs out there that are perfectly content just to play exactly that list of tracks that the crowd will hear. You have your sure shots. If you're playing certain genres, you know which tracks are the hits and will work on most occasions, and a lot of DJs will just stick to that. That's why in a lot of situations, you can go to a club and hear three or four DJs play basically the same playlist because they're all going off uh, the standard tracks. Plus, it is also a fact that a lot of DJs are just scared to lose their crowd. I've never really had that. I've always been into trying out tracks. If I found a new dope track, I would want to play it. And on plenty of occasions, I would have people leaving the dance floor. I've even emptied a couple of dance floors with tracks that within a month or two were the biggest hits. And every person in the club would come and request the same song that a month or two earlier they would leave the dance floor for. That's just how it works. And you have plenty of DJs out there that are scared to death to see even a single person leave the dance floor while they're playing. And that's why they stay away from experimenting or expressing themselves. Now, I've never had that issue. Yes, people can leave the dance floor. On most occasions, they will come back once they hear the next hit again. It's not like once they hear a song they don't like, they're grabbing their jackets and leaving the actual club. <laughs> That's just not how it works. Now, when I say educate, it's not that I'm necessarily trying to really teach the audience something. But in certain occasions, I do try to create a little bit of awareness and when I say awareness, I mean awareness that there's more music out there than just a couple of hits that they all want to hear at the clubs. Now, in most cases, they already know that because at home, they're not just listening to that hit. They probably listen to more music as well. So if I'm playing, I want to make sure that if I have a dope track, and that might be an album track and not the single from maybe even one of the most famous artists, but it's not the track that's always getting played in the club, but I feel that it's just a dope track that would actually work in the club, then I want to make sure that I add that. So I'll try to find a way to incorporate tracks like that into my set. Best way for me to do that is to make sure that I have a nice balance. So if I have that album track that I want to play, that I feel has a dope sound for the clubs, I'll play that, but I'll make sure that right after that, I have a more familiar track for them. And another way that I like to educate sometimes, and a lot of DJs do this, is take an original song that was sampled in a modern day hit. This could be like a classic song from way back in the days, whatever it is, 
It could be an old funk track, soul track, or maybe something totally different, an abstract type of track. And once you put that on, it might even shock the audience for a second. But once they hear that sample and then you mix it over into that new hit that they do know, you just gave the crowd a little bit extra. You're there because you can play whatever you want to play, but your number one priority is to rock that crowd. So you want to make sure that you keep them happy. That doesn't mean you have to stick to a short little list. You're not a jukebox. You're a DJ. Add a little bit of your personality. So when I say educate, it's more about playing tracks that I feel should have some play in the club. And of course, I use my sense as well. So I'm not going to take a track that I think is just super dope, but I know for a fact it's not made for clubs. I'm not going to play that in a club because that doesn't really make sense. But DJs need to understand that they have the freedom to try and express their musical uh, flavor as well, especially when you know that those tracks could work in a club. And if more DJs would do that, then the list of tracks that are considered to be the club bangers would expand so you would have more options. That's my opinion, but you have to find out what would work for you. So I have one more question from the Facebook live feed, and this question comes from Alexandra, and she wants to know if I have any tips on how to get the most out of 2018, especially for DJs. So getting more gigs, going from being a part-time DJ to a full-time DJ. Now listen, if you have any type of aspirations, goals that you want to reach in 2018, there's really only one thing that comes to mind. You have to put in the work. So whatever it is that you want to reach, whatever the goal is, you have to put in the work and do whatever needs to be done to reach that goal. Now, in your case, if you're a DJ, you want to go from part-time to full-time. That means that you need more gigs, of course, because you want to survive. You want to strive and survive off being a DJ. Now, you want to make sure that you start creating more awareness amongst the promoters, uh, club owners, because those are the people most likely to book you. You want to start networking, making sure that everyone knows who you are and that you are a DJ. Not just the people who can book you, but you also want to make sure that you're building a fan base that can help as well. You might want to start organizing some of your own events. Besides being booked by other people, you can just book yourself, make your own events to also build that fan base. Online is where you need to be to find a lot of people and where you can find a lot of people. You need to make sure that you have material out there. So have mixes online. People need to... Know what you do when they discover you that they can check out your mixes. Depending on what type of genres of music you play, it might be important to start releasing music as well. So if you're a producer, produce more, put it online. If you're not a producer, collaborate, hook up with a producer, make tracks with that producer, release them under your name. So now you have that product out there. It is important depending on the genres that you play. For hip-hop and R&B, it is less of an issue when it comes to house most house genres, it is definitely a plus if you also produce. But put in the work. Find out what it is that you need to do and go out and do it. Now, very important, I have to add this. You need to have a lot of patience as well because you can start putting in all the work right now. Do whatever you can. Network, produce, put out mixes, everything. Show your face everywhere. Connect with everyone. Don't expect to be a full-time DJ in two months. That's not how it works. That's not how it goes. It might take a lot longer. Now, for some people, somehow it happens, quote unquote, overnight, so pretty fast. But in most cases, it probably won't. So you have to put in the work 
and be patient. So go out there, stop listening to this podcast right now, start putting in that work. So that's it for the first episode of 2018. That's episode 30 of Share the Knowledge. I'll be back next Monday. You can check out the audio version on SoundCloud, iTunes, and of course on Anchor. And if you want to watch the video version, just go to youtube.com slash TV. If you want to tune in next week while I record the podcast to ask me some questions through the live feed, make sure you follow me on Facebook. Everywhere on social, you can find me as DJTLM. So you can ask me questions online. You can also send me an email, DJTLMTV at DJTLM.com. And you can leave questions in the comments section on Facebook, on YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere. Now, if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, and I'll be back next week. Peace.